the helmet's on the walls. She's, Here, take she's... my pants to hang on your wall. To remember. <laughs> <laughs> or I my do hat. It. Incoming transmission from an unknown source. It seems to be urgent. Patching them through. They're calling themselves the Holonet Marauders. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Holonet Marauders podcast. Hey. Joined here by Jamie and Matt. How's it going, guys? Going well. Yeah. Going are, you well. Guys feeling, are you guys feeling bomb bad today? I was about I'm to say, you usually, the- usually have a descriptor for us. You were just like, oh, yeah, I'm with uh, Jamie and Jamie these Matt. Losers. We're feeling the bomb baddest. I guess so, yeah. Yes. Sure. <laughs> and we are joined here today by our friend, our cosplay and costuming friend, I guess you could call him, uh, Adam Watney from Watney Props. How's it going? Going good. I'm feeling great. Yeah. Happy to be awesome. here. Happy to have you here. Yeah, yeah thank definitely. you. Sure. It's it's difficult when we have the audio podcast and we ask on friends who are cosplayers because you can't necessarily like show the work that well, but happy to have you and happy to have you here. <laughs> yeah. For our audio listeners, he's wearing his uh, really cool uh, hunter headband. Yeah. Does that shirt say uh, only Hans? Yeah. It does. It's you know, the one that shirt, uh, says only Hans. Uh, it's the That's one good. that uh Corelli and Dry Goods. Oh, oh yeah. 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 I, as soon as he posted, I was like, I gotta get one of those. I that's love awesome. that. That's so funny. So that that's wonderful. <laughs> but yeah, the the hunter headband looks great. And thank you. Very fitting because today we're talking about the Bad Batch episodes five and six, Rampage yep. and Decommissioned. Yep. So this oh. is your spoiler warning. We will be talking heavily about the Bad Batch. Uh, those two episodes. Spoilers for everything leading up to that. Spoiler alert. And including. Those episodes. <laughs> yes, I was about to say, and, and also including. including these two episodes we're about to talk about. All right. So, episode five, the batch headed to Ord Mantel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. I always forget the name. I knew it starts with Ord, and I'm like, what's the what's the second part there? Ord. What's that other word? Interesting. Um, oh, sorry. No, no, go ahead. Interesting trivia about Ord Mantel. Um, that's you first hear about Ord Mantel in. Empire Strikes Back, and then there's actually a Star Wars radio play that they did where they talk about the bounty hunter encounter that Han Solo referenced in um, Empire Strikes Back. And it's actually really cool to listen to. Really? That's awesome. Yeah, Yeah, it's on YouTube. Those were like some of like, it was the original cast and everything. They like did these audio plays, right? It wasn't like anything like random or. I think they had actors, other actors doing doing it i don't remember exactly hmm. that's awesome though like I, I know like roughly about them so something to look into because i definitely love like research about the um audio plays but we're not talking about audio plays no no sorry no no i can derailed very easily story, uh considering it hasn't really been covered in canon at all yet yeah that that story hasn't been done in canon even though they did an entire comic run covering practically everything between a new hope and empire and they never did that and i was like that was like the one thing they should do. Yeah, yeah I, saw a, I saw a tweet today that someone had like a fake theory, a fake theory, a um, theory. that a theory that what if the bounty hunter Han encountered was Fennec Shand? Like, what if they made that a thing? That'd be, that'd be really that cool. would be fun. That would, I'd love that. Because that how could be really Han cool. be going through the galaxy, knows Boba Fett really well, mm-hmm. and we assume Fennec knows Boba Fett well eventually, and how does he not run into Fennec Shand? So we'll see. That'd be cool. It. 
Oh, I would. Okay, so that really ties us back to uh, episode five because yeah. the anyway, whole point of them, they they go with the intent to find an informant who can tell them about Fennec Shand, and we, we are greeted by the wonderful Sid. And oh, Sid, man. Sid, hey. Sid is I just incredible. I love Sid. Like, oh gosh, like it's just Star so Wars. Good. Cheers is now canon. Yes, yes it is. is. We're slowly filling out. We have to get Ted Danson in, in Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> yes, please. We I have almost the entire bar. <laughs> we ha- yeah. But I, I love that bar a lot, too. Yeah. You know, we see more of it in episode six. But uh, the slot oh. machines that are like clone trooper themed with the battle droid heads lined up on the on the three, slots. Three battle droids gives you the jackpot. I, I absolutely love it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I them walking into like that is it, it's textbook. Um, They have no idea what they're walking into and i love how echo has no idea what he's doing he's just like yeah i know of an informant but here we are and it's literally just the four of them like looking at each other like i don't know what we're doing and omega's just like that's sid i know exactly <laughs> who this is and Sid's just like mm, you're smart and it's it's perfect it's so good i smart. love omega so much oh omega's just the best she she really makes the show for me um, yeah agreed we got the four dudes just hanging out you know that's the kind of just the usual star wars thing especially if we've be, seen it in clone wars it should be the name of the show a bunch four, of dudes hanging out four dudes hanging, hanging out, out. <laughs> with a and then omega just omega makes it so unique um, oh yeah yeah you know, there was a lot of comparisons between grogu and omega well for one grogu's a baby he can't talk and omega mm-hmm. has um a lot of charisma and she's she's a character like she can't you know, talk she can talk, and she, and can, she, can, she can learn. She can learn very quickly. She like can learn how to shoot a bow. Obviously, like Grogu yes. learns, but like Omega learns at such a fast rate, and it it always brings up the thoughts of is is she potentially force sensitive, or is she just so. can she just pick things up really quickly? I and, think I'm falling for the red herring. I think they're they want us to think she's force sensitive, and then eventually turn around and be like, no, she's just cool. I'm gonna uh, continue. I think she's force sensitive. I'm gonna continue staying on the record as I don't think she's force sensitive. They just want us to think that she's that. That's just her enhanced ability is that she can just pick things up really quickly, and she's just very observant and adaptable. Yeah, I mean, it, it really could go either way. And like you know, we just mentioned her uh, being perceptive, I guess, and noticing Sid was a mm-hmm. very um, you know kind of another indicator at that maybe force sensitiveness or just smart. Who knows? She notices immediately. Yeah. Oh, immediately. Like uh, another like like big chunk of it recently has been like the past two episodes. Like Echo has had a lot of teaching her of having actual teachable moments. Like it's yeah. been yeah. focusing more so on like like Hunter like being like her like dad and like Wrecker being the cool dad. And then like, all the dads. Te- tech doesn't do anything yet, um, <laughs> except giving her the communicator, which was like a big like little bit. But it's it's really been like. Echo has like stepped up to be the one to teach her how to be a survivor kind of thing. Yeah. Which is really, really cool. Yeah. Do we trust Sid? No. No. Oh, no. Like I don't think I don't trust Sid. I trust Sid. You I... There's a lot Who of things at play here. Yes. Is she was an informant for the Jedi, not the Republic for the Jedi. So that's important. And then she is explicitly working with the huts. Like yeah. that yeah. is her that is her role right now. So I mean, like not every person who works with the huts are I mean, inherently we, a bad person though, because like Han Solo works with the huts and he's like not necessarily like a bad dude. Do but like Hondo he does it for the money. Guy. Maybe she's similar to Hondo without like the I think she's funny to Hondo. Yeah. yeah. I, I honestly Yeah. It's a good comparison. I, mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't really trust Hondo either, even though I don't think he's necessarily a bad guy. But, oh, yeah, I was going to no. say I wouldn't trust Hondo. I wouldn't trust Hondo. I would trust Sid more than Hondo for sure. But, like, what? Hondo's not a bad 
guy. But she has like could be a bad. You know, guy. we've mentioned she has heads on her walls. I know they're helmets, but the way they're mounted, <laughs> it's very. Heads she has on clone, the walls. And they don't mention anything of it. Like she has clone helmets mounted on the walls. It's kind of spooky. But. Maybe she worked with clones in the past, and they liked her so much they were like, "Here, take my helmet to remember me." And she was like, "I'll hang this on my wall in a special place to remember you always." Why would a clone I do feel that? Like that's weird. Like, why would they do that? Why not? Yeah, that. <laughs> I'm trying to think <laughs> of a real world comparison. The the, cl- the helmets on the walls. She's, Here, take she's... my pants to hang on your wall to remember me. <laughs> <laughs> or I my do hat. It. I guess a hat would make more sense. Yeah, <laughs> like my pants. Take my pants. Take them. <laughs> what are you, the maestro over there? Anyway, um, <laughs> sorry. That's good. Um. Can't go one stream without talking about Seinfeld. Anyway, or SpongeBob. Or SpongeBob. You said it. I didn't I say didn't it. Reference it though. So, <laughs> one thing that I'm curious about is, so Sid is a Trandoshan, mm-hmm. and yeah. I also just finished playing Republic Commando, oh, and yeah. there's Trandoshans in Republic Commando, and all of the Trandoshans are kind of short. Yeah, they, they all look so, so weird. So I'm wondering if Bosk is tall to a Trandoshan. <laughs> this is I've the, this is the deep lore dives that we yeah. go into here. I, was, I like that, though. I was playing is it a few Bosk weeks ago. Tall Trandoshan? And I was like, these That's Trandoshans really are question, so short. Though. They all look like Danny DeVito, which <laughs> referenced <laughs> Rhea Perlman as uh, Sid. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> her husband. Yeah. Um, wow. Way to tie things up. But yeah, I, yeah it's, a good, it's a good question, though. And we don't see many other Trandoshans. How tall are the Trandoshans in the Hunt episode in Clone Wars? I they're think all they're like Bosk like sized. sized. So that's a bunch of tall. So I mean, like tall Trandoshans. Then they could like vary. I feel like maybe like those who have like more athletic ability and like have like the potential to be like bounty hunters are more like, tall, tall and whatnot. Yeah, ski- skiers massive. Skiers, yeah. skiers yeah. a beefy boy though. He's so, a beefy like, boy. <laughs> He's, like, he's big all around. They come and in all sizes. Okay. They, that's, that's that. In Rampage, Sid tasked them with finding, uh, how does she refer to it? Finding um, a, a person or finding like someone? A kid. Yeah, a kid. A, kid, a, kid. a child. He says okay. a kid. Yeah. Um, so is it like uh, baby rancors are called kids? Like uh, like baby goats? Is that, is yeah, that what that maybe, is? Maybe. I didn't think of that. That's a really good point. There you go. Now that's you're thinking. That's a really good point. More Lord mm-hmm. deep dives here. So we eventually find out that it's a baby rancor named Moochie <laughs> that Mucci. they need to find. And that somehow stirred up uh, a lot of stuff in the fandom, which I guess yeah. someone which sneezes like, and it stirs up something in the fandom. So It was just <laughs> snuffed out immediately, though. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I thought so. Yeah. I, I As soon as the episode ended, I was like, oh, that's the rancor that Luke kills. But nope. Yeah. It's when like, it, I saw the post that Jamie made on her Instagram story. That said it wasn't uh, mm-hmm. that Rancor, so I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, They it's someone like to, did like a dive of like what the names of them were, because of course the Rancor has a name. I can't remember it offhand. Matt, what's the name of this one? Pantisa. Pantisa. So that's the one in Jabba's Palace that Luke kills. And Patisa, so... actually. It's Patisa. There's no pants. Patisa. Okay. <laughs> pants no for pants. a Rancor? I'm here to get the pants for the Rancor. <laughs> Take my rancor. Take my pants. <laughs> How would a Rancor wear pants? Ooh, that was a big it would be like the, the dog. Like, is yeah. it like this or is it? Oh no! <laughs> Kylo high waisted rancor pants. Oh man! I um, I I love that reveal though of um them all just captured and they're just like, all right, Moochie, we're gonna get you out of this. And like the the other people that are captured are just like, that's not Moochie, Moochie, Moochie. And it, it's just like so good of the reveal. And it's like, oh, that is yeah. a rancor. 
Yeah. Mm, okay. This is this is a different problem now, and it's it's just perfect. And I I've seen like a few comparisons of like Muji like raging around rampaging around the ruins there. It was like pretty similar to like King Kong, which was like really yeah. really cool. And so. Um, and then Wrecker has to rock em, play Rock'em Sock'em Robots with Muji. To, uh, <laughs> I love oh. Wrecker so much. Yeah. Oh, he's, the, he's the best. In See, season seven of Clone Wars, I thought he was just going to be like a big oaf. He was a big oaf in season seven. <laughs> yeah. He didn't do much. It was, that, they've definitely done a very good job of characterizing him better in this show. to make He's the most relatable like of, the, of the Bad Batch. I mean, yeah. I'm, not a, I'm not a big oaf, but my <laughs> I personality am. might be big oafish. <laughs> I uh, yeah I I love how like the fight just like they they try their hardest to just like pretty much like kill each other and then it's just like the mutual like all right you're cool and then it's just the little like slap fest and like I yeah. said it like on like our stream it was just so similar to like night at the museum with like when he's like slapping the monkey back and forth and like oh, yeah. everyone, everyone's just like watching Good just reference. like just just like, just like let this play out and <laughs> there they go and and then they let Omega ride it into town yeah <laughs> See, why did they do that. <laughs> If only Luke got into a slap fight with Batista, then he wouldn't have made the Rancor train very he sad. He could have teamed up with the Rancor, taken out Jabba, taken out the Empire. All he had to do, because see, the Rancor picks okay. him up, right? And he misinterprets it, that as him being eaten. But in reality, he was picking him up so that they could get into a slap fight. You know what that reminds me of? And he didn't do there's it. There's a new, totally side topic here, sort of. But <laughs> there's a new High Republic cover for a comic. And yeah. Avar Chris is riding a Rancor. A riding a yeah. Rancor. So maybe she got oh, in a slap nice. fight with it. She definitely did. I'm excited. Nice More slap, <laughs> r- Rancor slap fights. I want to learn the entire like social hierarchy of the Rancor from kid to adult. It's um, you just have to get us mutual respect. It's kind of like in um, oh gosh, I don't remember which Harry Potter, but when Buckbeak is first introduced, That's when three. yeah, so Hagrid's yep. like you need to approach Buckbeak slowly and bow, and then Buckbeak will decide if he likes you, and if he doesn't, <laughs> um, it's pretty Luke much like is the Malfoy same deal in this situation. Yeah, Luke is- right. Yeah. Blonde Lucas. know-it-all who thinks he who's trying to trying to get Lucas. what he wants. Now I wonder Luke how is <laughs> Luke is. Oh, Luke is Malfoy. I thought you meant like I thought you were like botching like Draco saying like Lucius, and I'm like, wait. Oh no 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 uh, no. What? what? Anyway, Adam, anyway, go ahead. So I wonder how long Rancors live. I'm sure I could look it up on Wikipedia, but um, <laughs> I don't have. I think a long time. If if I had to yeah. guess, is a lot of a lot of creatures and. Alien races in Star Wars li- have longer lifespans than humans, so yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Definitely. Yeah, I bet she's still out there somewhere. Maybe we could bring her in after I mean... uh, episode nine. <laughs> Pablo Hidalgo sees that Moochie's like living on a farm somewhere, so <laughs> maybe maybe we'll see that in Mandalorian or something. I don't I know. See that. I'm gonna send Moochie up to the big farm in That'd the be sky. Great, oh no. <laughs> I mean, we do anyway. know we know where the Rancor trainer is. He gets the, he he's hanging out in Mos Pelgo, trying to train mm. the next generation of uh, hut gangsters to rule uh, Tatooine. We don't so see maybe, him. Maybe he heads Mendo. to the Rancor farm or does something there. You know, who knows? I mean, I mean, like not to like open that can of worms, but like Jabba definitely is starting a like Rancor like farm. He like literally has like he will have like a bunch of them. It seems. Um, yeah, at, free at, Rancor uh, rides. For why not? Right, children Rancor under twelve breeding. on Sundays. <laughs> 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 I love that. That's how um, he makes his uh his his fortune. That's that's how he yeah, that's how he became the, the lead gangster. That's how he be- got to for, what? Alice. Yeah. We see Bib Fortuna, obviously, yeah. in this episode. Yeah. Uh, and he's like kinda nice at the end. He's like, Oh hey Mochi. And he's like, 
I don't know. It was yeah, kind of weird he, to see him be nice. Moji. I mean, Bib Fortuna's just a nice guy all around. I mean, look what he did. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's hanging out Until... with Jabba in episode one. That's, you know, good job security. Wakes hanging out in episode six. He wants to help Luke out. He's like, oh, hey, Jabba, Luke's here. You should give him what he wants. So he's, <laughs> he's a nice guy. You know? um, speaking of Bib Fortuna and taking it back to Mando, on mm-hmm. the season finale for, uh, epi- for season two, they I they actually spoiled the um, uh, after credit scene with the credits because they mentioned Bib Fortuna in the uh, cast huh. and I was like huh. wait was he in the episode did I miss something <laughs> oh man and then I saw the after credit scene I was like oh okay that makes wow. sense that's oh funny. right right that's funny I didn't I'm not realize perceptive. that because <laughs> that, that that was after the credits right not perceptive yeah. of credits but yeah. perceptive of subtitles not to jump to the next episode. In which, like, we first of all, we have to like watch everything with subtitles because it just makes everything easier. Ever since we watched Game of Thrones, like, we needed to watch everything with subtitles because the show is so like literally dark, you can't see who's on screen. But and all the accents, anyway, and all the accents. Um, but (laughs) in episode six, decommissioned, obviously, uh, Wrecker has the biggest bonk on his head yet, which was another incredible noise, but um, very worrisome, very worrisome. Um, yeah, while he's like laying there fighting off the programming which is incredible um different voices go through his head and one of those voices is crosshair and you would only know that really if you're reading the subtitles because you can like not really tell because they're all like blending together but um yeah just to like toss that in there well i i mean i kind of picked that up because he because you he, he hears you know good soldiers follow orders and where else would he yeah. have heard that yeah well, crosshair's been yeah. the only one to ever say it like five times yeah yeah i'm uh i'm really afraid that um Wrecker's um, chip is going to start woking, and he's just going to change. That's, yeah, I, I, think I think it's that's inevitable where we're going with that. Um, I don't think he's going to die. Jamie thinks no. he's going to die. You when mentioned did I that, say that. You mentioned that in one of the previous discussions we've had, ah. where you think he's going to die. I don't I'm think gonna he's going to die. I think I, some people thought that with the finale, with the uh, the Kiner brothers teasing a sad ending. Well, I think that would be like the saddest an emotional thing, ending, not a sad emotional ending. ending. But it's really donkey. The only way that he would. Oh, we're not going to talk about Gonky, like, sacrificing himself for the greater good, if that ever is going to happen. It's like uh, IG-11. God, no. Please. <laughs> just, just, just blows up. Um, remember the tall oh, R2 no. uh, gondola? <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember. I don't, I just, oh, no. the, what, what was that? <laughs> what do you mean, what was that? He was the greatest thing ever. He was. He just, that. like, kills him in cold blood. <laughs> Oh no! Just because he he wouldn't stop paddling. Paddling was his passion. <laughs> she shoots him for it. Oh jeez. Um. But okay. So the only reason I think that Wrecker would die in the future is because the way that they've been setting Everybody's it up with, die in the future. with him like giving giving so much to like Omega, literally giving his own like favorite like stuffed toy and whatnot to her. Like that. That is that is a lot. Um, and it's, it's kind of in the vein of like, hold on to this for me and I'll grab it when I'm back, which is like, that person's not coming back. I don't like that. Um, I don't like that. That's, that's the vibe from that. And it's, it's not good. So is that, so is the show going to be four seasons and each season, one of the bad batch is going to (laughs) die. And then then we're left with like Omega (laughs) alone at the end of the whole thing. No, (laughs) no, I don't think that's going to happen. That's awful. Yeah. That'd be terrible. Oh. Hey, we saw Corellia in this episode to uh, totally yeah. uh, to, yeah. I was gonna say to, to bring up a brighter topic, but yeah. Corellia is kind of but miserable. it's not very bright. <laughs> Corellia is actually rather dark. I was Corellia. hoping we'd like get a like a 
Easter egg for Han Solo. Yeah, but he I thought also it was possible. might not. Well, he's in his thirties and a New Hope, so he's probably like ten, yeah. maybe. Yeah. yeah. So he'd still be on Corellia at this moment in time because it's about five min five minutes, five years before the first part of Solo, um, and it's like the same exact street that they show from like the opening. Um, wide shot in solo which is really cool like the moment they like showed like curly i'm like oh it's so grungy it looks like disgusting and this there's is so much fantastic. character I, there though i love Corellia. it's such like a garbage planet but i love Corellia. i loved it in um uh resistance reborn the novel before Rise Ooh, of yes. it was really fun in that and just yeah uh, oh yeah i forgot yeah. they even went With in the, that what's his name <sighs> what's his name the, the... oh i can't remember i remember yama sure brett Winsher Brett. Yes, Winsher Brett. I love what him. Name. That yeah. was great. Go read that book if, uh, if you, for sequel fans out there. Go read that yeah, book. Yeah, for any sequel fan who's also played Battlefront 2 and read like comics and Bloodline and like all these other books that it references, uh, read Fun one. Resistance Reborn because it is actually really yeah. good. Like a very good crossover of all of those. Anyway. Anyway, anyway, bad bad. Do you back think one of those bad. workers in the factory where they're melting all the droids is Han's dad? I'm gonna say yes, definitely. Uh, oh, potentially, wow. but I think. But in Solo, um, Han mentions that his dad built uh, YT-1300 freighters. So yeah, I'm, I'm mostly kidding. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> hey, maybe maybe they melted those down to both. build those. Who knows? He could. Possible. I mean, they, they're melting a ton of. Uh, droids down i heard somewhere that uh, that could be for building star destroyers and other ships yeah yeah but yt I, I, yt freighters aren't, aren't really like empire they're like no. their own thing you know i love like know. just seeing the battle droids though like we knew going into this we weren't really going to be seeing the battle droids and like y'all know i love the roger rogers and so oh, just yeah. like just hearing them again was just like fantastic You're like what did we win jumping on like uh the other droids it's just like what are they doing they they are going all out i i those guys fought to the my, death yes one of my favorite things in win. star wars is just seeing the eras cross like yeah in in fallen order you know mm -hmm. you're walking around as cal and you see downed gunships and like trooper helmets laying around and battle droid remnants and it's like i don't know and but you're in the imperial era so it's like it's so cool to see that crossover yeah, um, yeah. we can't i mean this has only been weeks maybe a month since Revenge of the Sith, technically, since the Clone Wars ended. Mm -hmm. uh, but still, I mean, seeing battle droids and how they're kind of tying up loose ends of, oh, what do, we, what do they do with the droids? I've always wondered. That's In one of the uh, Rogue Squadron video games on the GameCube, I think it's the second one, you land on um, Geonosis because you're chasing um, an Imperial or something. And you um, find you fight through some battle droids, and then you find Obi Wan's Jedi starfighter Ooh. that he left nice. on Geonosis, and then that's the ship that you leave to get off the use to get off the planet. Huh. Hmm. I really love those games, and that took place in um, the Rebellion era. Yeah, they did it they, back in the day. They they did a really good job of crossing over. Like they're doing a good job now as well. But like yeah. I, I specifically remember those kinds of moments from like way back in the day playing video games or like reading a book or something where they'd cross over and I'd be like, Ooh, this is yeah. cool. Yeah. And it always used to blow my mind that in a new hope they mentioned the clone wars. And I'm like, George, how'd, <laughs> yeah. you, do travel? how'd you do that? What do you do? How did you do that? I, uh, we, we have to also mention 
uh, the mini big mini the big reveal the um, mini big reveal the mini big reveal in uh, episode six was the return of the Martez sisters, which was really cool to see. Actually, yeah, huge it, cameo. It, it makes their season seven arc worth it. Yeah, by seeing well, them again, and it's just so cool to see them again. Something that I know. I mean, yesterday was definitely yesterday's episode, or should I say, episode six? Yeah, was very much an episode where it was like, this is a sequel to Clone Wars. We're literally, this is just a continuation of Clone Wars. We're going right into the next chapter. Like, it's like, we haven't like skipped a beat. We've got melting battle droids. We have the Martez sisters jumping back in. It's like, really, it, I mean, this was the episode to kind of solidify, like, yeah, this is just Clone Wars 2.0. Um, yeah. Still, still really no Rex, is. though. Still no Rex. Soon. Soon. No, yeah, it's coming. Soon. Oh, I so- wonder... I wonder if they'll run into Rex and Rex will be like, hey, guys, we got to take your inhibitor chip out. Oh, yeah. I mean, it might. Yeah. I, I feel like that'll be like a, a big piece of whenever Wrecker snaps, it'll probably be when like Rex is there or Rex will just give them more information because like he he learned more about um, he knows what happened to fives in top and whatnot. So like that'll definitely come into play. And Echo and Rex need to have a conversation. I've said this a million times, but the two of them need to talk. Um, <laughs> that's an unrelated like note to uh, the chip inhibitor chips. But I mean, like in general, with like the inhibitor chips, uh, Tech is working on that headband, but he hasn't worked on it in the past like few episodes because like the ship's been falling apart. They've been taking extra jobs. Um, Tech's just trying to get a word in, and Sid's telling him shut up, goggles. So like <laughs> he he's having a bad time recently. So Poor he tech. hasn't been able to like work on his projects. Um, but hopefully he will soon. And once like so they like it... assess that, they still need to take it out. That headband is literally just to check if it works. Apparently, it's not okay. to take it out. It's not like uh, Jimmy Neutron putting the headband on his dad to make him like uh, remember <laughs> to that. Make him super athletic and yeah. smart. Then to catch I mean... marshmallows with his tongue. <laughs> <laughs> One of my uh, <laughs> favorite jokes from this episode. One of the Martez sisters was like, is there an Echo in here? And it's like, oh, yeah. yes, I'm Echo. Yes. Yeah, that was perfect. <laughs> that was perfect. Best joke in Star Wars, I, honestly. I honestly feel like the entire so series, series was written around that joke. <laughs> they were just like, oh, how do we make ago. this joke? Oh, let's make another show. So All right, we'll do that. <laughs> we, we probably were trying to make that joke for forever. As soon as like they were like, oh, we're going to name this, this clone Echo. They were like, we need to make an Echo joke at some point. But like... I loved that scene, not only because it is now my favorite like joke in Star Wars, but um, the whole like lead up to it is like they're all behind a barricade and they're getting fired at, which is exactly what happened in in um in the training simulation with your first episode with Domino Squad, and which is how Echo even gets his name in the first place. So it's it's just so cool to like see it come full circle and be like, oh, is there an Echo in here? Yes, <laughs> he's just like I am Echo's here. Been waiting for that. I moment. am Echo. Somewhere Since, fives uh, is like groaning ridiculously. So like it's so good. I yeah. I love it. Echo's character arc is complete. They can now kill he's him done. off. Oh, don't say but to go back to go back to the Martez sisters. Um, yes. you know, our I try not to ever hate on anything, especially in Star Wars. But you know, when they first showed up, you know, you see um, was it Rafa take the mask off or was it? Yeah, yeah it was Rafa. Rafa. Yeah. Uh, you know, Jamie and I were kind of just like, oh. Oh, oh boy. No. But that was like my gut reaction because because I we know I didn't what comes like the after. The, oh, I didn't the like whole... I didn't I didn't like the arc in season seven. I don't think many people did. I don't. That's not an unpopular opinion. And but they really they were really um, they were great in this in this episode. And I think looking back at season seven of Clone Wars, like 
it, that wasn't a useless arc now. Like, uh, mm -hmm. obviously, it was a way to bridge Ahsoka where she was during when she the time she left, sort of. But it bridges the Bad Batch um, and how the Bad Batch can get a, you know, the, the crew of the four dudes in Omega can get a, a connection between where they are and where Rex or Ahsoka or whoever, whoever the that is yeah. at the end of the episode, which we'll talk about. But Four yeah. dudes in Omega. It was a smart way to do it because <laughs> Filoni probably... You know, Filoni and the creators of the Clone Wars, uh, I'll give everyone credit there. When they made that arc and they saw everyone hating on it, they're probably like, well, just just wait. You know, this will this will pay off. And it did. So I'm wondering if the Martez sisters will come back later. Probably. In the I think so, yeah. so. I would assume so now. It was the way that they parted was it was very wholesome. And it was definitely like they would see them again because like a. Uh, Trace goes like out of the way to like say like bye to Omega and like waves to her. And it's just, <laughs> it that. just like reminds you that like uh, Trace herself is probably like a late in her late teens. And so like she's, she's not like old in the slightest. And so she's also a kid. And so it's, it's good to like remind us that it's like, hey, these actual kids are going to fight the Empire and we'll, we'll see them again because they're going to be in this fight for the rest of their life. It's just really cool to like see. Cassian. Like Cassian. Are we going to see Cassian? That'd be fun. Ooh, yeah, it would. I think, <laughs> I think we will. Maybe it's, I mean, we're only in season one. I don't know how many seasons the yeah. show will go, but I think at some point they'll cross over. Yeah. Wow. So who do that. we think um, Who do we think the hooded hooded man at the end is? Cassian. <laughs> yeah, so we do, thanks to the, was it the subtitles or just the audio? Uh, no, she said him. Him. I mean, she says him, it in, right. she yeah. literally says like, Let's call him. So yeah, so we know it's a him. People are saying it's Bale yeah. because apparently, oh, that. because apparently the cloak that he's wearing, the the seams <laughs> are pretty similar to the outfit that he wore in the Clone Wars. Uh -huh. um, which yeah, I I love like context clues based on like uh, costumes. Like seams. I sniped that I was like crosshair because of his like belt buckle and whatnot, and it's just like oh yeah, like we know this. It's. It's good. So I think it's Bale. I'd love for it to be Rex, but I don't think they'd do a reveal like that for Rex because yeah, no. we, we know that Rex is coming. Yeah, it wouldn't be much of a surprise. And I, don't, I don't think yeah. Rex would be wasting his time. Not necessarily wasting his time, but I don't think Rex would bother with trying to get a tactical droid head. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. This, that's a very good point. And yeah. Ahsoka has a tactical droid head in uh, Rebels because that's what she uses to help them find where Rex is. Hmm. So I'm wondering if huh. uh, the Martez sisters at some point track down a um, tactical droid head for Ahsoka. Yeah. Wow. I never even thought one. of that. And I'm, yeah. I'm watching Rebels for the first mm. time right now. Ooh. Perfect. So, Great show. Yeah. I, You're in for a treat. I'm it's enjoying good. it a lot. It's awesome. It's so I good. didn't like Ezra at first, but he's growing he on me. Yeah. <laughs> Like honestly, like you watch the series through, he he grows on you. But if you like rewatch it, he he grows on you more. And yeah, he does. Good. On a rewatch, he I actually liked him more the second time than when I Damn. originally watched it. So, I mean, like what, it, what what always happens with that is like with with Ezra. Like I didn't I didn't like him at first in the first watch through because like whatever. Um, but then AJ points out he's like, how can you love Kanan Jars so much and not like Ezra? Like You're not like his apprentice. They, they go hand in hand. I can't take all the credit. I think you Matt kind of helped me. Yeah, you, you guys both were like, yeah, you can't like call Kanan like one of your favorite characters of all time and like not like the person he's with like all the time in this sense. Yeah, it's and like think, liking Qui Gon and not liking Obi Wan, but yeah, who I, like that's Obi -Wan. a weird really. <laughs> I <laughs> love a weird the, uh, comparison. I love Obi Wan in Episode a Master One. Master and Apprentice. He doesn't get enough credit in Episode One. 
Seriously. Everybody talks about him with the beard, but nobody talks about little 25-year-old Obi-Wan. <laughs> trying little his best. Obi-Wan? Little Obi-Wan. Confused. Hanging out with Panaka. Being like, <laughs> now we're really <laughs> off topic. Once you reach, Pan- Once you reach Panaka, you're off topic. That's the, that's right. the barometer. No, it's the six degrees of uh, Captain Panarka. You gotta, you gotta <laughs> connect him to to somebody at all at all times. So I got a question. Do you think we will see Maul at some point? Yeah. Yes. I, yes. I honestly think we will. They made Dryden Voss. Mm-hmm. They made like a character model for Dryden Voss. Oh and we yeah, know that's now right. That you know, in season seven, they had like that quick little look of like, oh look, it's Depa Balaba and Lil Kanan, and. They, they have like that had... quick look of Dryden Voss at some point. Look, it's yep. Dryden Voss. And we know now that they probably didn't create those character models just for those tiny little cameos, you know. So they're right. probably going to utilize Dryden in this show somehow. Yeah. Uh, so Crimson Dawn will be involved. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if Maul makes an appearance because of that. I mean, it, th- that's just kind of how it's going to have to be. I mean, we want to see... <laughs> how uh, Maul took control of Crimson Dawn and all that anyway, right? right. Yeah, and this will be the this will be the perfect moment to do that, so. Yeah, because everything is, like, in shambles, and it's just like, all right, we're going to regroup, and that's that's how a crime syndicate can rise, is literally rising through the chaos, and that that is <laughs> that is Maul's brand right there, is just oh, rising yeah. through the chaos, so. He was pumped. He was excited. <laughs> he, couldn't, he couldn't wait for Order 66. Let's do this. Chaos is a ladder. <laughs> We're going there. <laughs> yep. What, Two Game very, of Thrones references. Very strange. One, very strange. Yeah. What, what's going on with that? Um, right. I love Omega's bow. Yes. Yeah. We, we yeah. didn't talk about the bow. Yeah. In, oh, yeah. in episode five, she got the bow that we see in the trailer. And, I think yeah. that's a really cool, unique weapon to give her. Yeah. Instead yeah. of just giving her like a blaster or something. Ooh, that'd be great. Yeah. Yeah, it just scoops cool. it off the ground from the Zagarians, and now she just has it. I love how it wasn't a Night Sister bow. That was like the big thing going into the season. Everyone re- watching the trailer was just like, "Oh, it's a Night Sister bow. They're the only ones that wield bows." And everyone conveniently forgot that the Zagarians have like crazy weapons like that. So it's like, <laughs> Zagarian right, slave empire has been battling right. Jedi for thousands and thousands of years. You know, so yeah, they yeah, have some pretty so. advanced tech. Uh, yeah, I, I love how she picked it up and she can't use it that well but she's learning and i love how sid just swipes it out of her hands and just is like no you gotta do this noodle arms and she's like (laughs) (laughs) i liked her shakiness i thought that was actually really like a good nice touch touch yeah well yeah because she'll get there yeah omega isn't a soldier she's she's a kid and she wasn't i'm pretty certain she wasn't designed or created to be a soldier so it's all like a big like learning curve for her so like for the for like the clones, like that was their sole purpose in life, and so they they don't have any reason to like question it. They were made to be soldiers. Omega wasn't, and so it's it's difficult for them to literally have like teachable moments for her when they're like, oh, if you want to be a soldier, you got to do this, or not. It's not even if you want to be. It's you're going to be a soldier, so you're going to do this, and she like yeah. doesn't have a say in it, um, which which she's not like complaining about because she doesn't know anything else at the moment. But it'll be interesting to see how like that progresses when she meets more people because the only other kids she's met are um cut and sue's kids so far and they're they're a bundle of joy um she did kind of have a were you saying omega doesn't have a say in it because i mean she did have a say in it she could have joined cut and sue and with the family but she's like no i want to be with you it's a hunter right you know i think she kind of likes this stuff yeah 
Well, yeah, but like, who knows if she like wants to like actually be a soldier though? Um, yeah, I'm not saying she's like writing off like having a family because like she sees the the batch as her family. Yeah, that's it. Oh, we didn't talk about my favorite oh. part. Sorry, I like that. Like echoed crazy. Um, in episode there five, an echo, in here? echo. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, my favorite part in episode five. Omega stays on the ship. And she's just chilling oh, with her yeah. little clone trooper doll, oh, dancing the doll. And she's like, look, it's a bad batcher. Or she's a bad batcher. And it's just like, oh, my God, this it's is so bitcher. adorable. Yeah. And it's a bad batcher. Gonky just, like, walks up to her and is just, like, chirping away, like, literally asking, like, oh, what are you doing? And she, like, shows it off to Gonky. And Gonky's like, oh, that's nice. That's really cool. And then <laughs> the people, the Zagarians just come on the ship. And she's just, Gonky, hide. And <laughs> it's so good. Gonky's like panic like it, it's just so funny to see this droid which can't emote at all outside of gonk um just like panic <laughs> and then just drop it's just, hide and seek it's, champion yeah <laughs> hide and seek champion of i the love galaxy. it when um wacker bench presses um yeah, uh, oh, yeah. Donkey. yeah they've got good. a special relationship together they they're workout buddies donkey <laughs> is such a core member of this crew and it's it's woefully undersaid. And yep, he is a bad bitch. I gotta well. talk about it all the time. He's and this the... is the first that was the first time they actually said Gonky in the show. So I guess that can confirm that Omega named the droid Gonky. There you go. <laughs> Do you think he'll continue to be like their droid? Like, yeah. yeah. I'd like so to see him it... take like a chopper role and be a little bit more prominent. But how much can a Gonk droid do? Gonk droid. How dare you? <laughs> a Gonk droid can change the galaxy. That and is I true. know that true. because uh, we have a story on our YouTube channel called oh Power God, Trip. Right. It's really good and you should watch it. Uh, it's a, all about a gonk droid. That was a setup. I didn't mean any disrespect to a gonk droid. <laughs> My apologies. That, that made me cry. Oh, so <laughs> such a good, such a good, a good uh, video. I, I Shout can't out to Ryan Murelli, mutual friend. Adam knows him as well, right? Yeah. I met I him heard... and Becca very briefly at Celebration. And we met him online. Surprising, somehow we didn't meet him at Celebration yet. But he has so many Celebration stories, and I, I told him, I told him you were coming on the show today, and I was like, I imagine Ryan's name will come up at some point. And it just did, nice. So. Um, I was actually just chatting with him the other day. Um, if I make it out to Celebration, I want to do um, Han and Luke stuff with him and Becca. Oh yeah. Nice. Yeah. I, great. I tr I tried to talk him into doing um, the Stormtrooper disguises. But he Ooh. doesn't want to wear armor at celebration, which is fair. Oh yeah, he's he's yeah. gonna be comfy. He's told me that before. Yeah, that comfy rule, right? Comfy yep. rule. <laughs> the comfy Number one. <laughs> oh boy. Um. Okay. But any any last thoughts about the bad batch? Because usually I feel like AJ would have a question of the week eventually. But um, what do hmm. what about the bad batch? Anything? Um. Next? So I have a a thing. Yes. So I just finished playing Republic Commando. Yeah, and in the main weapon you use in Republic Commando is the DC-17M, and it's the same rifle that the Bad Batch uses. But the Ooh, Bad yeah. Batch oh. doesn't use any of the attachments because it's a modular weapons platform. Mm -hmm. And at some point in this show, I want to see somebody like use one of the attachments for the DC-17. That you is a very props. That's a very props guy statement. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love That's that awesome. blaster too. Cause yeah, like it's uh, one of know, the ones that, that I want to offer in my Etsy shop at some point. I just gotta find a model that I like. Mm. That's it cool. reminds me of um, I, I when I got the Hunter uh, Black Series figure. Um, you know, it's such a unique uh, weapon to have with the with the figure. 
And I, I love it so much. And I totally forgot that it's the main weapon in uh, in Republic Commando. So yeah. that's really cool. Like liter literally every other night, AJ's looking at the figure and he's like, I love this this gun. This this gun's great. And I'm just like, okay, cool. And then like, <laughs> totally haven't like made the connection yet. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's so cool. I had a lot of fun with Republic Commando. Yeah, I'd like to see... I'd like to see some sort of remake of it with like a bit more of a story and a bit more of a yeah. whatnot. Yeah, I, I was cool. a little disappointed with how it ended. Yeah, it's a, I, it's a quick game, isn't it? It's it very, is a pretty quick very game. Short. Yeah. Well, it's so it's it's only three missions, but the mission each mission is very long. Yeah, yeah true. Do we think that we'll see um, Gregor at any point in the Bad Batch? Probably. Speaking of commandos, I would say so. We we need to know how Gregor Wolf and Rex just like end up where they are before um you know Rebels. I don't know if you've gotten that far in Rebels, but like yeah, I just but, I just okay. watched the episode where they um <laughs> oh those are, they those found are. Rex and they relics had to fight. of the old Republic so yeah good. and they had to fight the the sand slug oh yeah the Jupa yeah, yeah. Jupa the Jupa oh. <laughs> and they use Zeb so as good. bait poor, poor Zeb oh yeah poor Zeb I <laughs> uh, so I was. I was at work the other day and I was like mad about something and I caught myself saying Carabast without oh, even yeah. thinking. <laughs> Dude, it's a great, what a great curse. Great yeah. curse. Better than Dank Ferric. Dank Ferric, Carabast. We're getting, we're getting like the whole. In uh, Republic Sorry. Commando, in Republic Commando, they say Firefec. Firefec. <laughs> which Firefec. is like a, um, it's a Hatesi uh, uh, curse word. I don't That's remember awesome. offhand what it means. I love it. So there you go. More, gotta, we got to compile a list of uh, Star Wars swear words. Get to it, Matt. All right. Get to it. I'm on it. <laughs> and like I keep saying, every week, we're on episode six now, and we're at uh, Wrecker Hits His Head six times. Yep. We got the Wrecker Head Hit count, <laughs> and I think I'm on episode 12 of Resistance, and mm -hmm. Kaz has hit his head at least 12 times. So. Okay. Kaz has got him beat so far, but we'll see. We'll see. There's more episodes. So. There's more There's a episodes. page, uh, Element 7, maybe, on YouTube. They, they have a, a Wrecker um, head hit counter on their on their page or something. So That's great. I got to check that out. <laughs> um, before we get to our question of the week, I have a unique question of the week just for Adam. Oh. Uh, pertaining to <laughs> your hobby of making props. What is, what's your favorite? I mean, you can talk about a few, but what's your favorite Star Wars prop you've made? I, I love E11s. I have a lot of fun building those. Yeah. And the model that I use, um, it, it goes together like a real Sterling SMG. So it feels like I'm actually like building a gun. <laughs> so, and I, and I love doing the, um, the detailing on the scopes. Yeah, yeah. What I do is I so I resin print most everything on the uh, blaster. Like the main, like the main main tube is FDM, and then I resin print everything else. And I the scopes that I use they're split into three parts, and I spray the main body of the scope with a with like a stone texture spray, and then I that gives it like the kind of the, the rough cast texture that the original scopes had. And then um, I spray that black, and then I put laser-cut acrylic lenses in the scope so it looks like there's actual lenses in there. And then I, you know, glue everything together. Nice. Full Very screen. nice. Yeah, the yeah. E11's a classic, so that's a good choice. Yeah. And they feel really good in the hand. Yeah. That's important. I'm always looking for a good 3D printed... Uh, Comfortable gun. 
Comes blaster, blaster of sorts. So, but yeah, anyone out there that cosplays or just likes props for Star Wars, you know, check out uh, Adam's shop, Watney Props. Now for the long-awaited uh, question of the week for everyone. Oh. So I really enjoy Sid's uh, bar slash cantina. You know, we made the cheers joke as well. But what is your favorite Star Wars bar, cantina, restaurant? Is Dex's uh, diner on the table? Of course it is. He said restaurant. It has many <laughs> tables. So. <laughs> hey, uh, oh man. What do you Dex, know? Dex's diner. All okay, right, Dex's diner. There you go. That's that. For all the reasons we've talked about in the past twenty nine episodes, now that we're in episode thirty, pretty sure Dex has been mentioned every single time. So. Yeah, I don't think we've gone a single episode without mentioning <laughs> at least Dex, if not Dex's diner. Um, so I don't want to be, definitely don't want to be uh, repetitive. So let me let me think here. We know the real answer is Dex's diner, but if you're being creative. <laughs> yeah, I have to think of something else. I'm trying to decide between the gambling den from the first gambling den from Solo where Han meets Lando, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. and the cool. second one where they do their rematch. I think I'm gonna have to cool. go with the second one. Yeah, yeah. The second one's I'm chill. A... It's like under a waterfall and stuff. I know. Yeah, yeah. it's like under a tropical planet. It's nice. Good choice. I, um, Both of those are cool. I'm assuming they have a bar there. Oh, oh, they oh yeah, yeah, of course. You don't play Sabacc have... without a bar. You don't yeah. wear a shirt like Lando does to to a place that doesn't have a bar. <laughs> <laughs> If you're Lando, you don't go to a place that doesn't have a bar. That's true, just in general. (laughs) I love the way Lando, side note, I love the way Lando says wet bar. When he's like giving the tour of the Falcon, he's like, oh, I've got a wet bar. What's a dry bar? It's very like nasally. Oh, dry bar? Yeah, what is that? Um, Good question. We obviously don't drink that much to know enough about this. So uh... (laughs) (laughs) We're revealing our lack of knowledge on on bars here. Sorry. (laughs) So I guess... Mm. I like the nightclub from Attack of the Clones. Yes, that was mm-hmm. a lot. I mean, they're watching is. like uh, droids. Has a name, I think. Uh, yeah, I forget the name. I'm gonna look it up. But I hate. <laughs> I guess I'm gonna go with uh, Maz's Castle. Ooh, no, yeah. you just said really uh, Pokemon. I'm sorry. I know. I know. As soon as I mentioned the nightclub, I was like, "Uh oh, I just stole both of AJ's because I'm gonna say <laughs> Maz's Castle." Um, but you can say the bar in Kajimi. Anyway, AJ, you can say. The no, bar in Moscolgo. I'm going to go with the yeah. wharf on Coruscant. You see in the Martez sister yes. arc. Oh, yeah. Uh, I love that place. That place yeah. is sick. Like, that, next to the lake with like the, the water on levels Coruscant. Like, hanging over. Yeah. Them. That's yeah. my favorite moment in that arc. Um, because because <laughs> we see a side of Coruscant we haven't really seen before with an actual like lake. Like a li- yeah. water on Coruscant. <laughs> Crazy. What? I love. So for Maz's castle, I really like that they made a castle in star Wars. I know that was one of the things from legends that people always like to like poke fun at is that it seems like in every story they had to involve like a castle and a dragon because every author was like, Oh, it's space fantasy. It's not space, you know, it's not sci-fi. So we have to like lean in on the fantasy elements and we have to put castles and dragons and wizards in it. Um, (laughs) But I actually really like Maz's castle because I really do like leaning in on that fantasy element. And, you know, it's where it's where the whole, like, uh, hero's journey trope of, like, the rejection of the call versus the, you know, taking action uh, happens, you know, in a, in a castle. And I just really like that because, you know, the sequels kind of lean into that whole romanticizing what Star Wars is and trying to distill it in that essence. So involving, you know, a castle 
that looks very Star Wars-esque with all the flags yeah. and the giant mm-hmm. Maz statue and the droids walking around. Uh, I'm really, really big fan. And I really like how all the workers um, try to unionize. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> in the next movie Union i have um i have a theory that or a prediction rather i guess that i think pardon me they're gonna try to tie um maz's castle into like every era of star wars because we know maz herself is like ancient yeah and is this maybe a tease or is it speculation that uh you or know spoiler. I think we, or a spoiler that it could be featured maybe in the high republic at some point but it should you know that'd be really cool Seeing yeah. it date that that far I mean, back, and then we see it get blown up. We see its end, yeah, sort of. Because right. Maz is she probably rebuilds it later. She'll rebuild. She rebuilds. Yeah. I mean, it's it's Star they Wars. Have, she, she has the technology. Rage. Yeah, like <laughs> we have the technology. How far back? Uh, <laughs> All right, there's the SpongeBob reference. Sorry. <laughs> how far back is um, High Republic? Two hundred around two hundred years before the Phantom Menace. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so not too, yeah, not too and, long ago. And I mean, Yoda's in it. You know, Yoda's still the old, uh, old uh, Yoda <laughs> that we know and love. <laughs> yeah, and he's still old then, and he's also the the Jedi Grand Master at that point yeah. as well. Although he shares the rank with somebody else. It reminds um, me of that time in Sopranos when Paulie goes up to the women that his mom knows. And it's like, hey, when I was young, you guys was old. Now I'm old, <laughs> and you guys are still old. <laughs> this is That's the same good. feeling, yeah. That's perfect. I love that. But Maz oh, is yeah. even older. She's like a thousand years old, at least. Yeah. yeah. You know, she's been running the same castle for a thousand years. So it's like... Hey, maybe gotta, the Bad you Batch know, will go there. You can't, you can't drop that in. Could. I did, really yeah. Cool. I mean, I wanted the Mandalorian to visit there. I wanted Bad Batch to visit there. I they, want they everybody... Might. Maybe they will. We don't the Razor know. Razor Crest theory is out unless he finds another one because you can um, see one in the back of. It's, nu- it's neutral territory, regardless. It's not held by any sort of higher power. It's Maz and Maz alone. So, yeah. like, it is like a place if someone needs to like get lost to go. Um, we see it in just saying um, <laughs> Battlefront Two. Going back to the yep. plot yeah. of that, you know, yeah. with bearded yeah. Han walking around. That was great. Yeah. One of the things yeah. I didn't like about the character model for battlefront 2 han was it like it takes the belt buckles for his gun belt (laughs) off of like the center of his body and puts it off on like the side of his hip so it's like very weird looking maybe he maybe he just had too many drinks at magic castle and couldn't put (laughs) it remember how his belt goes together did you like bearded um, han though it's okay. It was weird. <laughs> yeah, I like bearded Han. He grows a beard. Um, he he beats Han. he beats the Empire, and he's like, I'm gonna grow a beard. He needs to hide <laughs> and free the Wookies from Kashyyyk. <laughs> oh man! All right, very cool. So <laughs> I'm gonna leave it at that. Free yeah. the Wookies. Good, the Wookies always need down. freeing. Anyway, yeah. very cool. Uh, awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, where can people find you on social media? Uh, you can find me pretty much everywhere um, at uh, Instagram and stuff uh, at Wandy Props. No space. Perfect. But, yeah, awesome. that's pretty much it. <laughs> that's good. That's that's all. I highly recommend everybody checks out his work. He has a lot of awesome props in his shop. Um, and yeah, very cool to have you on. So thank you again. And then thank you, AJ and Matt, for coming on the show. As per usual, my name has been Jamie. And yes, thank you so much for listening to the Holland Up Marauders podcast. You can find us everywhere on social media at Holland Up Marauders. Although on Twitter, it is just Holland Up Marauder. No S would have been too long. So <laughs> yeah, thank you guys so much for listening to the Holland Up Marauders podcast.